I want to thank you for joining us today. Let's go to God's Word, to the Old Testament book of Lamentations. And this book's name carries the idea of grief, sorrow, mourning, and weeping. And it's interesting that this book was written by Jeremiah, who was known as the weeping prophet. And Jeremiah wrote this letter during the time in which God allowed the Babylonians to destroy the city of Jerusalem. And inside that city was Solomon's temple, which had stood for approximately 400 years, and that temple was burned to the ground. And so Jeremiah and God's people appeared to be in a hopeless situation. And there are times in our lives where we may think that we are in a situation that is hopeless. But with God, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless about a situation. Because as a child of God, it's important for us never to lose hope. Because hope is spiritually what oxygen is physically to our lungs. Hope is essential to our endurance, and God is the only one who can give hope. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 6 that hope is an anchor for our soul. And there are only really two kinds of hope. There's a worldly hope that is based on wishful thinking, not a certainty, such as, well, I hope I get that new job or I hope it doesn't rain this weekend. But there's biblical hope, which is different from worldly hope because biblical hope is a confident expectation that stems from faith. Biblical hope is an assurance that something that hasn't happened is going to happen. Biblical hope is a reality and not a feeling, and that's what I want to look at today. So let's go to the book of Lamentation, chapter 3, in verse 21, and you will notice if you've ever read the book of Lamentations, that in the first three and a half chapters, you get a sense of Jeremiah's anguish. You get a sense of his distress. Jeremiah is brokenhearted. His strength has vanished. But something changes for Jeremiah in verse 21 of chapter 3, and that's what I want to read from today. Because Jeremiah up until this point had found no reason for hope in his outlook, but he did when he tried the uplook. And so let's start with verse 21 of Lamentation chapter 3. The writer writes this, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. When Jeremiah looked to God, what caused him to all of a sudden become hopeful in the midst of his calamity? Well, he says in verse 22, the Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And so even in the midst of utter loss and catastrophe, Jeremiah still had hope because he remembered three things. The first thing that Jeremiah remembered or recalled was God's loving kindness. Go back to verse 22. Here's what he says. He says, the Lord's loving kindnesses or mercies indeed never cease. That Hebrew word for loving kindness is the word hased. 
And that word hesed means mercy, it means goodness, it means kindness, especially extended to those that are lowly, needy, and miserable. See, you don't need mercy if you've done everything right. You don't need mercy unless you have messed up. You don't need mercy or loving kindness unless you are guilty of something. See, when we hear the word mercy, especially as it relates to the court of law, it is always in a state of guilt. It's always someone who has been found guilty, and they are usually pleading the judge to have mercy on them. In other words, don't give me what I deserve. Be lenient on me. And that is where God's people were in Jeremiah's day. They were guilty. They had messed up. They had went after other gods. They had broken God's commandments. And they should have been utterly destroyed, but it was only because of God's mercies that they were not completely destroyed. And it is only because of God's mercies that I am where I am today. It's only because of God's mercies that you have the blessings that you have today. See, God's mercy, God has said, when you dig deeper in that word, you can basically dwindle that word down to three words, and that those three words are love, strong, and steadfast. So when we talk about the loving kindness, the mercy of God, we're talking about a God that has a love for us that is strong. In other words, it is powerful. It can overcome anything. It's also steadfast. It is unmovable. It does not change. And Jeremiah had hope because he knew God's said would never cease. See, God's goodness will never cease. God's kindness will never cease. God's mercy will never cease. It kind of reminds me of an Old Testament chapter in Psalms, one of the famous Psalms, Psalms 23, that we have probably heard of all of our life. And David writes this Psalms toward the end of his life. And in verse 6 of chapter 23, David says this. He says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And so David is looking back over his life as he's writing this, and he realizes that he has been through a lot of highs and a lot of lows, a lot of ups and a lot of downs, a lot of successes and more failures than he cared to remember. David had moral problems and he had family problems, but he realized looking back over his life that it was God's goodness it was God's mercy that was pursuing him 
in the good times and in the bad times, in the successes and in the failures, God's mercy was steadfast. God's mercy was strong. It was powerful in David's life. It never ran out. And so money may run out. Life's activities that we have enjoyed may come to an end, but God's loving kindness never ends. Jeremiah had hope in his situation because he knew God's loving kindness, God's mercy never ceases. Now, the second thing that brought Jeremiah hope was God's compassion. Look at the second part of verse 22. Jeremiah says, for his compassions never fail. What are compassions? That word compassion means to be moved in the heart out of love for another. In other words, compassion can be described as the love a mother has for a child. It also means to feel another's pain so deeply that you are moved to do something about it. Now, the writer of Hebrews, when he's talking about Jesus as our great high priest, he says something similar about Jesus. He says in verse 15 of chapter 4 of Hebrews that Jesus sympathizes with our weaknesses. In other words, that word sympathy means that Jesus knows our pain, but not only does he know our pain, he also feels our pain, and he desires to do something about it. And so the writer of Hebrews says, so because of that, let us come boldly to God's throne of grace that we may find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And so back to Jeremiah in Lamentations chapter 3, Jeremiah says about God's mercies or God's loving kindness and compassions, he says they are new every morning. Think about that. When you woke up this morning, there was a new batch of mercy. There was a new batch of compassion that God had in store for you. And when you wake up in the morning, there'll be a new batch of God's mercy and there'll be a new batch of God's compassion that is waiting for you. They never run out. As a matter of fact, God says something about this in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10, when he says, For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, 
but my loving kindness will not be removed from you. And my covenant of peace will not be shaken, says the Lord who has compassion on you. So he says the mountains, they may get to a point where they are removed and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness, my mercy, my compassion will still remain long after the mountains are gone. And so during these times we're living in, we may run out of grocery items. We may run out of cleaning items. This country may run out of medical supplies, but God will never run out of his mercy, his loving kindness, and his compassion. Now, how did Jeremiah know this? Well, he makes this statement in verse 23 which causes him to come to that conclusion that God's mercies never cease, that his compassions never fail. And he says this in verse 23. He says these four words, Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Jeremiah knew that his compassions, God's compassions would never fail and his mercies would never cease because of God's faithfulness. Now that word faithfulness, it means steadfastness. It means trustworthiness. It means firmness. See, one of the problems that we have nowadays is that we like to compare or we compare God with man. And you cannot compare God with man because man will change. Man is fickle. There'll be one way one day and another way the next day. But people change. Your circumstances change. Things will change, but God never changes. He is the faithful God. See, God told Malachi... In Malachi chapter 3, he said, I am the Lord and I do not change. James tells us in James chapter 1 that God never changes or casts a shifting shadow. The writer of Hebrews says about God that it is impossible for God to lie. In other words, when God promises something, when God says something about himself, he cannot change his mind. He cannot lie about that. He cannot break 
that promise and because of that fact about God, because God cannot change, that gives us hope. And he would go on in chapter 13 of Hebrews and say that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so that's the reason why we can have hope even though everything around us may be falling apart. And so no matter how far we've gone from him, no matter how bleak life may be, we can have hope because God has not changed. We can return to him and find that he is still the faithful God. He is still full of mercy. He is still full of compassion. He is still willing to forgive us because as the word of God tells us, where sin abounds, God's grace much more abounds. And so, in conclusion, let's look at verse 24 of Lamentations chapter 3. Very interesting statement that Jeremiah makes. He says in verse 24, The Lord is my portion, therefore I have hope in him. What does he mean there when he says, The Lord is my portion? Well, let me take you back to an earlier time when the children of Israel, when they had entered the promised land, and God gives them their inheritance. He divides the land out amongst the 12 tribes of Israel. And God tells the tribe of Levi, he says, I'm not going to give you any land. I'm going to be your portion. I'm going to be your inheritance. Now, you may think that the Levites got a raw deal, but what we always got to remember is the material is temporary, but the spiritual is eternal. And so what the Levites had in God, God was telling them, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to be your supply. And so what Jeremiah is saying there in verse 24 is the Lord is my supply. He is the source of my blessings and he is the source of, of my joy. And so Jeremiah is saying, I can be content with my circumstance that I am in because the Lord will take care of me. Even the psalmist said in Psalm 73 and 26, my flesh and my heart may fail but God 
is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And if God is our portion today, then we can have hope because he will supply everything that we need. And let me give you one more thing that I think could help us in these days we're living in. Verse 25 and verse 26 of Lamentation chapter 3. Jeremiah writes this. He says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. And then he says in verse 26, It is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. See, in these times we live in, we've got a lot of different opinions that are being espoused. A lot of different things are being posted on social media. But I would say this, the best thing the child of God can do is to wait silently for the God of our salvation. See, I've never had to apologize for something I did not say. I've never had to apologize for something I didn't post or I didn't tweet. And so during these times, we should quit murmuring and quit complaining and just simply wait on God and put our hope in God because his mercies never cease, his compassions never end, great is his faithfulness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for those that are listening right now, and I pray, Lord, that you would help them as they are going through these uncertain times, even though these times may be uncertain to us, they are certain to you. And I pray as the Apostle Paul wrote in your word that we would realize that you are the source of our hope. And I pray that you would fill us completely with joy and peace as we trust in you. And I also pray that we would overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me say I appreciate you listening to us today. Also, I want you to know that we're praying for you. We love you. And if there's anything that we can do for you during this time, please let us know. And until next time, have a great week in the Lord. God bless you.